Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Breaking news, Kirk Cousins has gotten a two-year contract extension in Minnesota. There had been a lot of speculation as he goes into his last year. Look at your face. I was about to ask you if you're surprised. You know, he doesn't win too many playoff games. I think he's only won one. Uh, in his career, uh, you know, half the time he doesn't make the playoffs, yet he positioned himself to get a guaranteed $84 million over three years uh, a couple of years ago, and now he's got a two-year extension. Uh, so he finds a way to make money. I don't know whether it's him or whether it's a- his agent. He is a very, very nice guy, very, very likable guy, uh, smart, and a really decent quarterback. I certainly wouldn't call him a winner. But somehow, some way, he manages to make sure he gets his numbers and he gets his money. Props to him. Did Stephen A. Smith just do the Kirk Cousins is a nice guy but? Is that what that was? Yeah. I think he literally just said that. Yeah. He's a nice guy, but... Uh, he just went, he's got a nice personality. That's what he just did. He hit it, though. Yeah, he- <laughs> like, that's the most accurate of all Stephen A. Smith or nearly his hot takeisms. He just nailed it right there. Yeah, nice he, guy, he doesn't win playoff games, really. I mean, everything he said was, yeah, spot on. Listen, we're going to dive all in on the, the Kirk Cousins contract extension. The Vikings have already re-signed a couple free agents that, that were in-house. But we got to start the show here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Score North, Score North app. And by the way, if you're spending a lot more time at home because of coronavirus sweeping the country, and now Minneapolis has been declared in a state of local emergency, if you have one of those Amazon Alexa devices inside your home, we'll do it for you right now, potentially, by saying, Alexa, open Score North, and you can turn your Alexa device into a radio. But, Rami, uh, down the hallway here, I hope you're ready, because we have to throw it to the Stefan Diggs cryptic tweet alert desk Eon! to start the show. Eon! That's right. Eon! That's right. Putting you on the spot here a little bit. One, give me one but second. Stefan Diggs has been at it again today, not only cryptically tweeting himself, but when people... Yeah, can I can I say this? Sure. We have jumped the cryptic shark. You think so? This is now I want out. Yeah. <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is full fledged I want out of Minnesota. So earlier today, four hours earlier today, uh Stefan Diggs tweeted out just a thinking face emoji. So it's just uh, the hand on the chin and the one eyebrow raised. And then two hours ago, I think is the tweet Judd is referring to that jumped the ominous shark. Stefan Diggs tweeted out it's time for a new beginning. There's another one, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. On my timeline. Hang well, on. Those are the only two that he sent out 
like publicly, publicly. Oh, I'm seeing it now. Oh, man. There is a Stefan Diggs reply to somebody else. So so read the last one again. Okay. And then if you have, do you have the, the person's response to his tweet and then his response well, to the response? Okay. So the, the again, the last, Eon. the last tweet Eon. from Stefan Diggs is it's time for a new beginning. Now I went and looked at tweets and replies. The, the reply to which he replied to is now, it's now a protected account. It says this account owner limits who can view no. their tweets. Yes. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. So wait. I don't know what the I, got, I, I think I screenshot. I've got it, it too. Okay, yeah, he, good. Because I didn't see it. He protected it after the fact, what? which is sort of weird. What a coward. Well, he must have been getting. Blown yeah, he was up. probably getting a lot of a lot of replies. But I've got it here too. So you do? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good because it's a it's a Patriots fan. Oh. oh. Okay. Uh, Z A. It's at Zach underscore A nine, who said. Every, I'm going to go tweet him just to annoy him. You should, too. Yes. <laughs> Every time Stefan Diggs gets upset, I'm replacing the word, but gets upset, he posts some ominous tweet about the new beginnings or change. Then we get the report, quote, Minnesota has no intention of trading Diggs, and Diggs posts himself in a Vikings uniform hugging a teammate or something. Relax, Pats fans. He's just a drama queen. Just a drama queen. Just a drama just queen, Just a drama right? queen. This is typical Diggs, to which he replied, Phil Mackey, or, or I'll throw I got it back it. to you, Ronnie. Yeah, I got it. Yep. Here at the uh, Stefan Diggs ominous tweet desk. Thank you. Uh, it says, nah, this ain't one of them times, champ. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Eon! Eon! Wow. 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 The, 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 world, the world is captivated by coronavirus, and the world is waiting for our... Li- and the NFL elbows its way in in the last 24 hours and is like, nah, nah, dog. <laughs> No, coronavirus. We got this. Sorry. The no. NFL is We're the here. Kool-Aid man just bursting through the wall right now. <laughs> the NFL so, just comes bursting through the wall. Hey, hey, Free agency. Hey. Oh, yeah. So, hey, hey, hey. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that, with that, and again, we'll get into Kirk Cousins here. Do you guys think Stefan Diggs is still in a Vikings uniform two weeks from now? There are reports out there that I saw from the Seattle Times that the Seattle Seahawks and Vikings are already engaged in trade discussions regarding Stefan Diggs. That would be a great we, spot for him. By look, the way. they've known about oh, that. Makes me sick. They've known that he has wanted out for how long now? Probably months. Uh, He's done a great job of hiding it, I must say. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, nothing, nothing that would lead us down the path. No, I think Steph. Uh-uh. The the new league year begins officially because trades can't. They can be made, but not official till Wednesday. I'm guessing by the weekend, Stefan Diggs has been relocated somewhere else. You wow. think so? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is behind the scenes. Now it, it has turned. He clearly isn't seeing the type of, of action that he would like from Spielman and company, Rami. So I think what we're seeing now is him basically saying, all right. Because here's the thing, too, about Diggs. I will say this. Stefan Diggs. He's a, a odd duck, I get that, and loves the cryptic tweets. He's not a stupid man. And if he was fooling around in any way, shape, or form on a day that the country is where the country is right now, and it still looks bad, don't get me wrong. Is he thinking about that, though? Do you think he's, he's thinking about like, stupid the, like, not the, to be like thinking the tone about of his tweets? No. He, he's got, I don't think he is. No, he, can't I don't think be so. that, he can't be that dumb because he's not. 
I don't I think, think he's he just dumb. wants out. I, I think he's self-centered, and I think he's wrapped up in this. I think he knows what he wants. But he wants is, out. But he's yes. trying. But what I'm saying is he is putting the pedal to the metal to force them within the next three or four days to come to an agreement with another team where he can go play. I mean, at this point, it's over. It would be. It would be malpractice to just trade him for the sake of trading him, though, because he is an incredible weapon. I but, just, I just think it would be a huge mistake to say, well, he's been just been kind of a pain in the ass, and so, all right, Seattle, you could have him for a third round pick or what something. I, what I've been saying all along is that if Stephon Diggs has been voicing this desire to be traded quietly and behind scenes before all the ominous tweets, and they wouldn't meet his demands. Really, his only way of getting out because of the contract situation is to make himself a problem, a la Antonio Brown. And he's if if that's if that's his goal, his price goes down every day that he makes himself a problem, and every day he makes it clearer and clearer that the Vikings are going to have to trade him if he doesn't want to be more of a problem. Seattle just like seems like such an amazing spot for him, right? Russell Wilson, I mobile still, quarterback, could running, you, improvising. Could you clear enough cap room to send him home to Washington with Trent Williams coming back your way? Because that how, how solves, old is Trent Williams right now? In, he's like thirty-two, which I mean thirty-three, but he's a left tackle and he's still really good. And right here's so here's where I put the entire stew together. It doesn't make sense to do, and we'll talk about this in one second. It doesn't make sense to do what you did with Cousins today without having another plan in place to make that offensive line, and especially Kirk's blindside, substantially better immediately. Everything they're doing is really short term. Yeah, but in the process, you're trading away his best weapon to throw to. I think, honestly, if I if I had to have one or the other, all right, you, you, you can either have Stefan Diggs or a surefire great left tackle. I take the left tackle. If you can make that happen, I take but the But, Rami, your, your point is valid, and that is if Stefan Diggs has made it very clear, I am going to make your lives hell, you might have to trade him. Because your, your Antonio Brown point is actually a really good point. If Stefan Diggs has said, I am going to become a problem, which he very well could be, are you left with saying, well, bleep you, we'll just bring you back? I think what's tough. Now it's a game of chicken. Yep. Now it's, now it's our, how, how far are you going to go with this act? If indeed this all is part of a, a tantrum that he's essentially throwing to get out of Minnesota, it's a game of chicken, and the Vikings they need they need to be willing to to go down that road and and to play this game of chicken right to the end to the point where, like I said, every day that this goes on, if this is really a thing, his value goes down because teams know it becomes more and more of of a a, a must do for them to trade Stephon Diggs. I think th- this is, and by the way, phone lines are open here, and we'd. Love- Love to hear from you. We know a lot of you are just in tough situations with with the uncertainty and coronavirus. And so, if you're if you're hanging out at home and you're listening to us, thank you. We are here to entertain you. We are full steam ahead here at Score North, and we are we are feel a little bit guilty that the NFL is doing this, but also at the same time, it's a great reprieve. I'm not at all. I don't feel at all guilty. Not even a little I, bit. I, just for for the record, I love it. I also see why some people are like, "Ooh, this is if weird." I, if I was contributing to like getting a, a few hundred or a few thousand people gathering to watch right. a sporting event, I, I would feel guilty about that. There, nothing about this 
is going to hinder our response to the coronavirus. Let's enjoy it. Be distracted for a few minutes sitting and watching news about the coronavirus and constantly thinking about it and talking about it isn't going to do anybody any good. Let's all realize what we need to do to do our part to slow this thing down and stop it and get life back to normal. But there's nothing wrong with having distractions and frivolous things while this is all going on. And sports-wise, boys, this is it for a while. Exactly. So I'll take this. Right. We, by the way, just for the listeners, a lot of people have been asking, us, what are you guys going to talk about for the next few weeks or probably a couple months or whatever it is? No idea. We, we oh, that, But we literally have a staff-wide <laughs> email thread for the last three or four days with like 20 emails of ideas for segments and topics and stuff, so we've how, got some fun stuff will we will Stephon roll out Diggs at some point. the Seahawk too this season? <laughs> but just back to Diggs for a second, okay? This is, this is the, and this is a segue into Kirk Cousins, who just signed a two-year extension for $66 million on top of the one year he has left on his current deal. $61 million guaranteed right up front. And so you basically enter that third year. Like he's, he's, he's locked in for, uh, for the next couple of years for sure. And basically for the, for the duration of the entire contract extension. But he's not the type of guy that you can just strip all of his skill position player weapons away and say, all right, dude, go like just like Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers in their prime. He's not the type of guy that you can say, all right, uh, go turn Julian Edelman into a star receiver, borderline Hall of Famer, and go make Sidney Rice look like a pro bowler. Like, he's not that type of guy. Mm-hmm. So, in a vacuum, would I like to trade a malcontent wide receiver and maybe get, you know, I don't know, a left tackle would be amazing, of course, but you also can't enter next season with just Adam Thielen and aging Kyle Rudolph as your weapons and this contract situation hanging over the head of Dalvin Cook as well. So this is a really difficult balancing act for the Vikings front office, and it's a high-wire act because, yeah, they do believe in Kirk Cousins to some extent, but they're not stupid either. They know that you can't just strip all of his weapons away. So they're trying to figure out how do you navigate with very little cap space. They freed some more up for 2020 by renegotiating Kirk Cousins' deal. Uh, But, you know, how do you navigate Dalvin Cook? How do you navigate the Stefan Diggs trade Potential here. If, if Diggs is traded, Dalvin Cook gets his contract. Dalvin Cook get, gets his contract. That would be a mistake, too. Uh, BC Johnson plays more. Irv Smith is pretty good. I like Irv Smith. So I think, but if if uh, Stefan Diggs is going to force them to make a trade, I agree with both of you guys. You can't give him away. But that being said, if I can get a left tackle, and something has to be done there. That's the thing. You didn't sign Cousins today to be like, Riley Reef and Pat Elfline are back too, and ain't it grand? Something has to happen there. So I think that we are at today. I'm not shocked by by the moves. The Harris franchise tag surprises me a little bit, but I'm not shocked by anything that the Vikings did in house today. But it screams to me that there's a move or two coming that we don't foresee, and you don't have enough cap room to go out and be like, let's make a splash there. So the only real way is a potential trade, and if you make that trade, it almost certainly has to involve Stefan Diggs. 651-646-8255. Mackie and Judd with Rami here on Score North. Also, after we're done, a Vikings free agency special here on Score North from 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll bring Matthew Collar into the mix to join me and Judd for that. But the phone lines are open here. If you want to talk Kirk Cousins' contract extension, Stefan Diggs' cryptic tweet update desk, Six five one six four six eight two five five. Let's mix in one here real quick from Martin. You're on the show, Martin. What's going on, man? Hey guys. Um, first of all, let's all remember Percy Harvin. Yep. Percy Harvin was an unbelievable receiver. We still didn't win a Super Bowl with him and Brett Favre. Yep. 
the bottom line is if you have a top 10 quarterback and a good defense, you have a chance. Uh, no matter how good your wide receiver is, at the end of the day, he will not win you a Super Bowl. He is unbelievable. His route running is unbelievable. His hands are unbelievable. He's moved the change, change in some of the most important games. We all know about the miracle. But you can see it. Like, the guy doesn't want to be here. You can see how he is on the pregame. I always watch, and he's always by himself warming up. <clears throat> he's just a bit of a loner where he's by himself. He's building his brand. You could just tell he wants to be a number one receiver. He actually is a number one receiver. But the bottom line is Thielen is just too good. And when you got two good number one receivers, it's very hard to share that limelight, especially when you want to run first offense, which is a, an unbelievable running back. So we're almost at that over oh, backed in Adrian Peterson team, but we're not quite there because it's a different style of back. But we can move the chains with anyone if the quarterback is good, bottom line. And we have that top ten guy and a good defense. So this guy will not be happy here. He wants to be a number one receiver. Like he wants to be the focus, like a Hopkins mm-hmm. or a Brown or someone that is focused on he's always double teamed, like if you watch carefully and is and he's just unbelievable. But Kurt needs time. Like there's no way he like I I was rewatching the games. He can't pull the trigger when the guy is in his route. Like he waits too long. And it's just going to frustrate him year yeah. after year. And he actually just runs his route, and then he doesn't keep running, it seems like. He doesn't come back to the ball sometimes. So at the end of the day, it's just not a good mix. But what they need to do is, like what Childress did, so importantly, is build the lines up. Like It's all about the line of scrimmage, and especially when your quarterback is like this. Martin, thank you for the phone call. Stay safe. And I agree with everything he just said. And if you if you are to the point where you have committed to trading Stefan Diggs, I think because you're in a win-now window and you've just extended Kirk Cousins and you've got some aging players still on defense, you, you are in a win-now window. Adam Thielen, by the way, is older than Stefan Diggs, and if you were to trade Stefan Diggs, like Adam Thielen's not getting any younger, so it makes it even more of a win-now situation. I think you can trade him for one of two things. Left tackle that helps fortify your offensive line and makes Kirk Cousins better, or first-round pick that leads you to left tackle that fortifies your offensive line, helps Kirk Cousins. Pro Football Focus has Kirk Cousins in 2019 as the third-best quarterback in the NFL with a clean pocket, which passes the eye test, too. He's like 25th under pressure. Mm -hmm. So if you can keep him clean, he gets better. I think keeping him clean is, is, is... you can't take away all of his weapons, but keeping him clean is definitely the top priority. And I, I think the Diggs thing, though, the conversation about why Diggs is disgruntled here, I think, goes to a quarterback, but it's not Kirk Cousins. It's Gary Kubiak. And Gary Kubiak, I was yep. I was told this when I was on the trip for the Giants game. And, and that was the game after Cousins, or I'm sorry, where Diggs hadn't showed up for the meetings on Monday and skipped a Wednesday practice and was fined more than $200,000. So for those of you who say this wasn't a big deal, two hundred grand's a lot. And I was flat out told that this really is not a Cousins problem. This is a look at how much he is getting the football. And I want to give you guys a couple of stats to chew on. Stefan Diggs, 2018 to 19. So we, we go from... Uh, from Flip and then Stefanski the last three games to Kubiak Stefanski. Yep. And, and it's, it's make no mistake, Gary's deal. This is his, his system. Yeah. So this was not Kevin Stefanski calling the shots. He called the plays, but the system was installed by Kubiak. 2018, 15 games, 102 receptions, nine touchdowns. Okay. 2019, 
15 games, 63 receptions. So from 102 to 63, three fewer touchdowns. And the important thing to keep in mind is, yes, in both cases, Diggs, it's apples to apples, guys, played 15 games. But last season, Adam Thielen missed six games. Think about the remarkable drop in receptions I just gave both of you with the with his guy, the other receiver considered to be if they're one A and one B, and I think Diggs is a better player, but if they are one A and one B, I just gave you a huge drop in receptions with the other guy missing six games. Mm-hmm. Rami, that's off the charts. And we can say all we want that, you know, protect Kirk Cousins needs the protection. He needs the time to get the ball off. That's more important than than having a wide receiver like Stephon Diggs. I think what we're dismissing here is that not only not only what Stephon Diggs brings to the table in terms of just how good he is at football, but what he opens up for other guys on the field. Like that last caller just said, he's almost constantly double teamed. You don't think that opens things up for Adam Thielen? You don't think that opens things up for the tight ends or for Dalvin Cook to catch the ball out of the backfield? Everybody else is going to have more attention if Stephon Diggs isn't there and Kirk Cousins can have all the time that he wants if guys aren't open. Kirk Cousins isn't that accurate or that good enough a quarterback to get it in those windows. Stephon Diggs does a lot more than run fast, get open, and catch footballs. He's making other guys on the field better, and I don't think that we can just forget that. Some other Vikings news from today. Boy, they went right in. They weren't waiting around at all to make sure that C.J. Ham, fullback extraordinaire. you got to make sure C.J. Ham is locked that up. That he is happy and fed. Four-year contract, <laughs> $12.5 million, $4 million for 2020. The Vikings also have Britton Colquitt, their punter now, on a three-year deal for $9 million. Great holder, too. Don't underestimate that. That's probably, hold. that's probably part of the five million guaranteed, right? Just, mm-hmm. just don't. Dan uh, Bailey likes him. Don't screw anything up for some of these potential key kicks down the stretch. And uh, they use the franchise tag on Anthony Harris, which is very interesting. So they could either just bring Harris back, and some of this may depend on what Anthony Harris wants to do or not. But you can either bring him back. Is it for the average salary of the five top paid safeties? Eleven point four mil, I believe, is, is the projected cap uh, or, or the projected um, franchise tag for safety. So you'd be paying over twenty twenty two million dollars for two safeties if I'm you did confused. that. You're paying, and and here's the problem too. Right now, Anthony Harris is due to make more than Harrison Smith, gentlemen. If I represent Mr. Smith, I am very soon going to make a phone call to Rick Spielman and say, given the circumstances, I really don't want this out there, but I'd like my guy to get a raise. Do I really want Harrison Smith, who I believe is, I don't think this is hyperbole, a Hall of Fame safety, to be making less than a guy who had a really nice pop-up year? I mean, I would, if you're Harrison Smith, that's probably the last thing you would look to request right now. Just, and not only as, the agent, not even like place. as like the country's going through this, because I don't think it's from that standpoint. I think it's like, you know that the Vikings are strapped for cash. And you know you want to win a Super Bowl. Actually, if I were Harrison Smith, I wouldn't care. Listen, if this dude can come in and if we can make it work and also get Kirk Cousins the help that he needs along the offensive line, I just don't know how prudent it is. My guess is this is more so the Vikings can at least get something. At least they might, might be able be. to swing a trade of some kind. That might be. And and at least recoup some value in the in the short term here. Uh, so but we're phone lines are open throughout the show. Dave St. Peter is gonna call in and just sort of take and that's in 40 minutes from now. Just sort of take us behind the curtain of what it's like to be a top executive helping with logistics and planning uh, with the Minnesota Twins. And it's the same way across all sports with sports live games anyways being canceled. The NFL's free agency not canceled. 
Now, the Washington Post just sent out a tweet that says, uh, gathering should be limited to 10 people or less, according to the White House now, to stop spread of coronavirus, to which Michelle Bruton retweets, what is Philip Rivers going to do then? <laughs> well played, Michelle. That's well good. played. Tweet of the afternoon there from Michelle. <laughs> uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to our guy John here. John in Manhattan. You're on Mackie and Joe with Rami, John. How's it going? You staying safe? I'm good. What's up, fellas? Oh, you know. You know it. So I, I understand that I'm uh, entitled to a little bit of uh, ad space here after Randy. So, uh, yeah, everyone gets I'm their own un- sponsor now on <laughs> Mackie and Joe. Yeah, well, yeah. Unemployed as of today. So I'll just uh, see, see the aforementioned tweet for uh, my Venmo. Uh, I'm sponsoring myself for this call. Um, and uh, what I will say is uh, I think this is the best case scenario. Uh, obviously, you know, Spielman's, uh, Spielman and Zimmer are getting the team they finally want together, and they're getting guys who want to be here. You know, Cousins wants to be here. Diggs doesn't. And here's, here's my real thought. Here's my real thought. We know at the start of games, Cousins always, you know, could be good Cousins, could be bad Cousins. And my hypothesis is that Diggs always wants to win, and he's out there hyping everybody up on the sidelines, and sometimes Cousins comes out for that first series and he just wants to do so good for Diggs that he overshoots some guys. So without Diggs there, hyping everybody up, you know, being a cheerleader, being a a, a leader, uh, you know, it's going to be just Cousins able to just kind of smooth into the game, you know, toss a couple nice lobs out there, you know, hit the fullback in stride, not overthrow Adam Thielen on a nine-yard, you know, route like you know just easy stuff like that so i'm so glad that uh kirk cousins is, is gonna come back and we're not gonna have stefan Diggs, literally the man who caught the minneapolis miracle like this is this is a great day for the vikings john in manhattan man thanks for calling in and thanks for for being a loyal listener sarcasm runs very very deep right there <laughs> gentlemen so do you guys think let's just take something he said though and just pose this question do you get because there is a little? There's clearly it's not that Diggs hates Cousins. I think it's more systematic. But there's tension. Like Diggs brought some tension, and and I think some of it helped the team. And that he had a sense of urgency in certain cases and probably got things sparked. But I think when someone is that wired and clearly thinks that the system should be catered more toward him, I think there can be a little angst behind the scenes. Do you guys feel like Stefan Diggs' angst and consternation was overall a net positive? last year for the Vikings offense, or do you think it maybe did make Kirk a little uptight in certain spots? Robbie? I think a lot of it was misinterpreted by Vikings fans. I believe his teammates when they say that what we see on camera isn't necessarily what it looks like. I don't think Stephon Diggs has any issues with teammates. I don't think he's an issue in that locker room. I think it comes back to what Judd was saying, which is that he just doesn't feel like this system best suits him or best puts his his talents on display. I, th- I think that's really where the frustration is. I think a lot of the, the helmet slamming or the screaming on the sidelines that you see, I think that's just a passionate guy who wants to win, wants to win badly, and I don't think teammates mind that. I don't think he's a guy who demeans his teammates, goes after teammates, points fingers, or or, or pushes the blame onto somebody else. I think what we see on the sidelines is, is just passion. I think his issue is with just the system of offense and the overall philosophy that Mike Zimmer has of run first to set up 
the pass. I think he feels like he's as good as a DeAndre Hopkins or some of the other primetime receivers that are out there, and he wants he wants to show that, and he wants to be in an offense where he can show that. Go back and, as the caller before said, watch the uh, San Francisco game as well, too. Because Collar pointed out there were a couple of occasions, if not more, from that game on the coach's film where Stefan Diggs, and this was not the first time, is open down the field. And Cousins has to make the throw, but it's an anticipatory throw that he has to make. And he can't do it. And the fact he can't do it, I don't think, makes Diggs hate Kirk Cousins. But I think he says, okay, my coach and coordinator want to run the ball constantly. My quarterback, when I have a chance to make those great Antonio Brown in his prime, DeAndre Hopkins catches, can't get me the ball. I want to win as soon as possible because my career is not going to be long. I think all of those things go into a situation where he is rightfully probably frustrated. You're in a divisional playoff game. Kirk Cousins, if you're ever going to make those throws, that's the day you've got to make those throws. That San Francisco team was a better team, but there were opportunities to make passes that could have at least evened the field a little bit. You might not have won, but Stefan Diggs would have had the ability to contribute, and he never did. And so I, I think Stefan Diggs, in some ways, looks at this team like I do, which is, are they bad? Absolutely not. Are they a playoff team? Probably. Is this a championship quarterback and team? No, it's not. It's not. And if I had... I don't know. Take your pick. If I had a seven-year career to get this right, and now I'm, what, four years in or so? Or let's say it's an eight-year career. But if I have the opportunity then to look around, and I look around at how the league has progressed and how the passing game is the thing, and I'm stuck here with the quarterback that I'm stuck with, the head coach who's not going to change his ways, and Kubiak, am I thinking to myself, this is really great here? Or am I thinking to myself, I have no real ties here? And if I get out, I could have the opportunity to, to go to a team that thinks differently. You know what, too? Think about this one. If Russell Wilson, opening day training camp, is his QB, just think about that for a second. Yeah, it'll be the best wide receiver. Russell Wilson's had some good wide receivers, but it'll be the best wide receiver that Russell Wilson has ever thrown to as well if these rumors come to fruition here. And then the question is, what can the Vikings get from... Seattle in a trade. Let's yeah. actually let's come back and explore more of this Kirk Cousins angle here. How what what does this extension mean for the building of what really should be a Super Bowl goal? Because that's really like the Vikings have been around since the early 60s and their goal to me is not 9 and 7, 10 and 6. Your goal should be to win a Super Bowl. What does this extension mean when it comes to that goal? Well, gentlemen, did you know what today is? No, today's no, not today? NFL tampering. That's great, and I think I know what it is. Everything's everything's shutting down because of coronavirus. But yeah. Rami, what what do you think it is? Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Austin going for the stunner, and Michael's counter. Michael's going for another kick. Austin, he got it. Right. Happy, happy three six happy three sixteen day, gentlemen. That it really is. that makes me sad to when it and think back to when wrestling was good. That really makes me a little bit sad. Rami, you were that. all over that. That was I, impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Jonathan walked up to me before the show and said, Happy Steve Austin Day. 
The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. <laughs> Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I prove, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. Oh, <laughs> so good. There's just nobody like that anymore. No There's one cuts a promo oh, like that. Oh my God. Wow. Oh, that makes me miss wrestling. <laughs> Amazing. So happy 316 day, Judd. Thank you very much. I had no idea. You're a beer guy. Why don't you go home, grab a couple tall boys. What, you got a couple Surleys or something in your fridge? Oh, they're all gone now. How well st- I was going <laughs> to ask you. Judd, well Judd didn't day move five home. Of no all- sports and Judd's already out of beer. Uh-oh. I was in front of the computer well, on Saturday night, man. I got, I got a little hectic. Well, go scrounge a couple cans, clank them together like Stone Cold, and really, pour them all over your head. I'm concerned Where's about beer? Judd. I'm concerned. Why? Because what are you going to do? Are you seriously out of beer? Right now I am, yeah. And, like, is your local liquor store well-stocked, or has it been ransacked? I hope the former. I'm afraid of the latter. Oh, man. Oh, there's concern. Actually, let's keep it here. Let's keep it here. Let's let's blow through this, and we'll we'll break in, like, 10 minutes. Let's keep it right here. All right? Well, I got to pee, quick, but right? okay. Honestly, I saw, no, 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 I saw no, someone. No. I live in an apartment complex. I saw someone getting out of my elevator, no yeah. joke, with seven cases of mango white claw yesterday. <laughs> Like you you know Wait, you live you, next to Declan? It was, it was not. It was not Declan. Dude, I was walking my dog the other day, and I saw a okay. lady walking into her apartment with two boxes full of boxes of wine. Getting ready. You saw my wife. <laughs> Like there had to be Send her home. there had to be three or four boxes of wine in each box that this lady was carrying. I was impressed. Amazing, amazing. Uh six five we have one phone line open right now. Six five one six four six eight two five five. I'll pose a Kirk Cousins question to you guys in just a second here, but uh, hey, what's, these are crazy times right now in the Twin Cities and around this country, and we're here for you on Score North, on the Score North app, on AM fifteen hundred. Alexa, open Score North if you want to uh, activate your Alexa device. We're just here to uh, entertain you and get you through some of these crazy days here. Mark in Minneapolis, your thoughts on the Kirk Cousins contract extension today? Uh, obviously not. Well, obviously not, but uh, I'm unsure how I feel about it, but the no trade clause, the lack of no trade clause is really interesting to me, especially with the whole 49ers thing going on. Mm-hmm. So we're really going to have to see where that pans out next year, especially with Jimmy G kind of on the fence, especially after that bomb throw to Sanders that was missed, that I'm sure Kyle Shanahan thought Kirk would probably make that throw. So it remains to see how that works out. So I'd like your guys' thoughts on the whole uh, 49ers connection, maybe in a trade a few years down the road. I mean, the, the thing is, Mark, that Niners thing was juicy, and I'm sure the Tom Brady back-channeling was in full effect, but at some point the Niners decided over the weekend in the last 48 hours, now we're going to go ahead with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think once that was triggered, mm-hmm. then the Vikings were, I don't know what the Vikings were back-channeling, but clearly there were conversations going on behind the scenes, and it's interesting to me that the 49ers-Tom Brady report comes out that says, nope, they're not interested in Tom Brady, they are going to stick with Jimmy G., and then, what, less than 24 hours later, Kirk Cousins has a brand new contract with the Vikings. Coincidence? Maybe. But that that connected chain of teams and players and, connect, and, and, and coaches was very, very interesting over the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, I think that it's also, so I, I would have to see what the salary cap implications are going to be now on a potential trade. We know that if the Vikings had traded Kirk Cousins prior to June 1st, it was a very, very small cap hit against them. I'm curious now what the potential cap hits uh, into the, what, year four of the contract would would do. Uh, but to me, what this is, gents, is very simple. To me, this is Spielman and Zim, as far as we know, going into the last year of their contracts, realizing that they have basically made their beds here. And Kirk Cousins, for better or for worse, and it might be for worse, has to be their guy. In their minds, because if they are in the last year of their contracts, which we firmly believe to be the case right now, they don't have really time to be like, well, we'll draft a guy and develop him. Okay, you have a bad year with that draft pick, you're fired. Do they have time to go out and sign a guy? Probably not. And so I think what this is is two guys saying, if we're going to go down here and we might, we are married to Kirk Cousins and that's it. And and their reality is that there is a chance that a year from now, as we're talking about all of this, the only remaining member of that group is Kirk Cousins. I think those two guys already have deals. That's what the Kirk Cousins deal says to me. That they're 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 riding this thing out. Whatever whatever this this posse is that they've put together here of Zimmer, Spielman, Cousins, and Kubiak, that this is this is what they're riding with for at least the next two and probably the next three years. See, I I can't see them letting those two guys go into really lame lame duck years on their contract on their contracts. So it says to me when they signed Kirk Cousins today to two more years that there's at least one, if not two more years, being added to to Spielman and and Zimmer's contract here in the short in the near future. See, and I I see this as a bit more panicked and them saying that this has to be their guy because if you didn't if you weren't panicked you could look elsewhere now and try and draft one. The Vikings now, as far as I'm concerned, are not going to draft a QB for the next year, if not two years. Now I would probably draft one. But this this strikes me as a move where where these guys are basically being challenged to okay bring him back that's fine and, and the reason the reason why you extend him out right right now and yes it's incredibly short term but the reason why you extend him out is very simple ten million in salary cap space yes you had to have that you absolutely had to because there is no incentive for the Vikings to be sitting here right now not announcing that the coach and GM have extensions if they do. This is not this is a very bad idea. If you've extended them and you are purposely trying to hide that as free agency starts, that's plain stupid. Because if I'm on the market, am I now going to back channel, hey, what's the kind players don't back channel that. If I know that the head coach and GM have security, I might sign. And if I'm being told, oh yeah, we don't, we aren't talking about that right now, or you got to call so and so to find out as a player, I'm going to Green Bay or but Atlanta. Do you think, just to that point, real quick, do you think, I, I think it's a big deal in college. I want to know, okay, I'm 17, 18 years old. My parents are involved in this process. I want to know who my coach is going to be so I can see, I, you know, sometimes it gets absurd. We're like, well, listen, I, my contract's up in six years, and I really need a full two rotations through, so we better get it to eight years, right? I mean, it just Thanks becomes absurd. Yeah. Every other every six months, like, ah, I need another contract extension. In the NFL, I feel like it's so much about the money. If you just have the most cap space to offer me as a player, I don't really, like, to me, I don't think, right, but how stable is the GM but and the how stable is, is the but coach? the key is they don't. Any substantial free agent that the Vikings sign 
is going to they're going to have to bid on. Like they don't have enough to co- to come in and say we will give you two million dollars extra and we don't care. Yeah. So they're going to have to bid. So then I'm saying, okay, what what's my role? And I'm being told what my role is, and then I'm asking the coach, okay, so your security is what? And if he's like, I'm going into last year my contract right now, I'm saying, oh, okay, I'm going to go to Team X that is is also putting a bid on me, and that head coach has three years left. So I just don't see an incentive for the Wilfs not to come out and say flat out, Spielman and Zimmer have been extended. There, you might not like it, but there's no concerns here. Now, one thing that the last caller, I believe it was Mark, just a few minutes ago, a point that he brought up or a question he brought up, you know, what's the deal with the no trade clause? You know, you're so you're now you're paying Kirk Cousins. I know that his cap hit's going to be lower in 2020, but in terms of how much you're going to pay him over the next three years, it's top dollar. And that number, well, I was going to say that number might keep going up. I mean, the overall salary cap, depending on it. The the cap might actually come down at some point in the next couple of years. We don't know what's going to happen. But for right now, Kirk Cousins makes top dollar among quarterbacks, and that's not going to change. He's I think he's one of the five highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL now if you take this contract into account. You don't have any leverage if you're a team right now. When it comes to, like, well, why do you have to pay him so much? Or why do you have to give him guarantees? Or why do you have to give him a no-trade clause? Because you have no leverage, period. Teams don't have any. There's 32 teams in the NFL and there's like 20 trustworthy quarterbacks and then guys that you're looking to draft. And so if you're one of those 20 guys, you can pretty much ask for whatever you want. Like if you're Kirk Cousins in the spot and the Vikings come to you and they say, all right, listen, listen, you just got your guaranteed deal, three full guaranteed years. We would love if you made, instead of close to 30, it would be great for the help of the team. If you could like make 18 or $20 million. And they million probably did right? exactly that. And, and, and he can say... Uh, I mean, that sounds great and all. I'd rather you just find more creative ways to open up cap space because literally if I hit the market, 10 teams, maybe maybe not 10, but like six to eight teams would be willing to offer me $30 million. So why would I take $12 million less? Not even Kirk, his agent, the Players Association. Like You have no leverage if you're a team right now in the NFL to say, all right, we're going to take a firm stance on that no trade clause. Bleep you. We'll hit the market next year and you'll be without a reliable quarterback. So that's, I mean, that's that's just the position that the Vikings are in. And let's let's pause this conversation, come back in just a couple minutes, because what I want to ask you guys is, Kirk Cousins had a great season last year by Kirk Cousins' standards. How repeatable is it? And what did the Vikings do, positively or negatively, for their chances to win a Super Bowl with this contract extension? And the numbers to call into the show here, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, are 651 651- Six four six eight two five five. We're hanging out here in the TCL studios, and we will keep you posted. I know just a couple quick coronavirus related updates because we are keeping an eye on this and we are following this. This is just an unprecedented time in the state of Minnesota and around the country. Uh, the two big updates are the CDC is recommending gatherings of events of fifty plus people to be postponed or canceled for at least eight weeks, and so you can do the math. Everybody but the Tampa Bay Rays pretty much can't hold a sporting event for the next eight weeks if that recommendation Couldn't holds help up. Yourself, could you? Sorry. And uh, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry has declared a state of local emergency in Minneapolis starting at noon tomorrow. What does that mean? It means access to restaurants will be limited to takeout, delivery, and drive-through in the state of uh, in Minneapolis. And I'm sure there's other restrictions, but that's the main headline, just to reduce contact and people gathering in restaurants. Dude, I saw a lady. I stopped at the grocery store during my lunch break to grab some uh, sandwich meat, and I saw a lady start to walk down the paper products aisle and just stop 
and stare down this empty aisle, and I saw the look on her face of, how am I going to clean my butt? Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's a shower. <laughs> That's what I keep on reminding people. You're in the same room as the shower if push comes to shove. But seriously, man, if you go to the grocery store, just get what you need and think about other people. Like The, the look on this woman's face, I felt so bad for her, and there's nothing I can do to help her. But just think about other people when you're in the store. Get what you need and leave some for everybody else. Yeah, I, I, amen, but... I think people are. Uh, I don't think people know how to act, and so this is just We're such panicked. a weird time. So I'm. I'm trying to get people. I, I agree with Rami. I'm also trying to get people to pass for like they don't know what to do, and so they're just sort of freaking out. And people should be on high alert. But we'll come back six five one six four six eight two five five. We're talking Vikings. Cr- bunch of moves by the Vikings today, including a Kirk Cousins contract extension. Luther Brookdale Toyota is on the corner of six ninety four and Brooklyn Boulevard. And uh, they've been a great partner for us here at Score North and at Hubbard over the last several years. And I think, you know, I, people are still driving around. And I can tell you, if you're in one of these Toyotas, uh, I'm in a RAV4, 2019 RAV4. I love the fact that the safety features are top notch. Um, I love the fact that Apple CarPlay and the Entune system on the internal, uh, this, just the screen on your on your middle console basically turns your car into a smartphone. So any audio app you have on your phone, whether it's the Score North app or maybe it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever it is, uh, you can just tap whatever you want. You tap the Score North app, you can listen live, you can listen on demand. Uh, Toyota is just raising the bar when it comes to vehicle safety, when it comes to technology in the vehicle, and service at Luther Brookdale Toyota 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Jonathan here with the Score North download. If you're set to spend more time at home than in your car for the next several days, you can still listen to Score North three different ways. All you have to do is you can head over to the free Score North mobile app on your phone or tablet. There's also scorenorth.com. Or just by saying, Alexa, open Score North. We will start off the Score North download right here. Case Keenum, Kevin Stefanski, they're reunited. In Cleveland, after Case Keenum signs a three-year, $18 million deal with the Cleveland Browns to become Whoa. their backup quarterback. That is hefty backup money. and Three and years, 18 mil. Baker Mayfield is a disaster. I was going to say, it might not be backup money for a really long time. Yeah, that's that's an insurance policy right there, for sure. <laughs> it's a hell of an insurance policy, considering Case Keenum posted career highs in completion percentage, touchdowns, com- career low in interceptions as a starter under his one year of tutelage from Kevin Stefanski when Kevin Stefanski was his quarterback coach in 2017. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Jonathan Rami. Thank you, Jonathan. Keep it right here, not only today and tonight on Score North. We're going to be live all the way until 8 o'clock tonight. Mackie and Judd with Rami until 6. And then myself, Phil Mackie, Judd, and Matthew Collar as part of a Score North Vikings free agency special from 6 until 8 o'clock tonight. And then all throughout the rest of the week, we're all over Vikings free agency They've already been very active with the Kirk Cousins extension, Stefan Diggs' cryptic tweets. There might be a trade going down at some point. And so we're here following all of this with you guys, the listeners and Vikings fans. If you're new to Score North, thank you for listening. And go tell five friends. Go go tell five friends that, yes, they will actually talk about the Stefan Diggs' cryptic tweets. That, yes, we are not afraid to talk about and speculate on Stefan Diggs' cryptic tweets. I don't like to speculate. You know that. Not till there's actual news. Um, Only credible speculation from Judd. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly, yep. So Thank let, you. let's dive more into this Kirk Cousins contract extension. 
A couple questions for you guys, and if we don't get to all of this right now, we will we will bleed it over into the top of the hour. I'm sure we will. Let's start with this one. So Cousins last season, by many different measurements, put up career numbers. He ranked sixth in the NFL according to Pro Football Focus in overall rating behind only Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Lamar Jackson, and Ryan Tannehill is the other weird one on that list. But he had a hell of a season last year. Kirk Cousins was fourth in traditional passer rating last year in the NFL, and he was fifth in average net yards per attempt, which takes sack yardage into account as well. And he had a couple big wins. He's not a guy that has been known for big wins and certainly not playoff wins or uh, primetime wins, but he beat Dallas in primetime, won a road playoff game in New Orleans, and he deserves credit for those things. So how confident are you guys that Kirk Cousins has reached a new level of play because if this is the norm going forward, and he is going to win a couple of big games, and he is capable of winning a road playoff game in an atmosphere like New Orleans, all right, like if you were getting that type of a guy every single year, I think our perception of him might change. So how confident are you guys that he can do what he did last year going forward for the duration of this contract extension? I think that what we saw 2019 from Kirk Cousins is the best he can possibly do. I'd be curious to see if you gave him... A left side of the offensive line that called, and I'm not trying to be a smart aleck here, that didn't allow for, or that shut down almost all blindside pressure because he can't shuffle. He has no, God did not give him that that ability in his brain to feel anything coming up behind him as far as pressure goes, all right? Mm -hmm. So if you were to take care of that, because right now he is a walking, fumble-prone player. Uh, If you were to eliminate that, I'd be curious to see where that went. But I really think that what we saw, and statistically it looks really good. He's a great box score. Um, I think what we saw for the most part in 2019 featuring Kirk Cousins doing what Kirk Cousins does best is probably as far as Kirk can go. Can he win a playoff game? Absolutely. Can he win five really important games? No, he can't. Can he win two of them? Yes, he can. But if the conversation is, Rami, do I see Kirk Cousins as a capable of winning a Super Bowl quarterback and make and taking you your team on a playoff run? My answer is no, I don't. I think you can get more out of Kirk Cousins, or at least you can get further than you did last year with Kirk Cousins. Because I always say he's exactly as good as whatever you put around him. He's not going to make the players around him or make the football team worse or lose games that you otherwise would have won. But don't look to Kirk Cousins to rise to raise the level of play of the guys around him. That being said, while he has as many weapons to throw to as any quarterback could ask for in the two wide receivers, Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph at tight end, and Dalvin Cook coming out of the backfield, I think there's a little bit more to get out of Kirk Cousins with better pass protection. That being said, if you improve the pass protection, are you taking away from your defense? Are you taking away from special teams? Do you have to trade Stephon Diggs, as we talked about in the last segment? Because when I say Kirk Cousins is as good and you'll get as far as what's around him, I'm not just talking about on the offensive side of the football. If you have a defense that puts the offense consistently in bad spots, I don't think Kirk Cousins is good enough to overcome that. If you have special teams that's constantly giving you bad field position or constantly giving the other team great field position, and therefore you have to try and win a shootout every other week. I don't think he's good enough to overcome that. I don't know how you get better as a football team 
and put more around Kirk Cousins to make him a better quarterback or to see better stats from him as a quarterback. I think you're going to see holes open up and deficiencies open up elsewhere on the roster, and and those things will balance themselves out. I think that you've come pretty close, realistically speaking, for the assets and the resources that you have to make this football team better. You've come pretty close to hitting your ceiling with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think here's where I'm torn. I want to I want to allow for a guy who's only 31, 32 years old in a league in which a lot of quarterbacks are 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 still very competent into their late 30s if not 40 years old. I mean, Tom Brady is a different example altogether because he's the greatest quarterback of all time, but he's 43. So I think the the age at which you can continue to play and be productive and even learn and get better, the more obviously the more snaps you take, the more action you get, the, the, just the more knowledge you obtain, the better chances are of making good decisions as a quarterback. And I think he's going to only continue to stockpile those things after being a starter now for five straight years. Um, so I want I want to leave room for the fact that, yeah, he could reach a new level here, and this could be sustainable. But the thing that I can't get out of my head is he's not the type of guy that on a regular basis rises up in moments of adversity. And I'm talking about third downs, road prime time like it's I'm not saying he never rises up I'm saying he doesn't rise up as much as some of his peers that make just as much money he's the classic guy to me of can you and and the San Francisco game guys perfect example can you put that loss on his shoulders and say you screwed this up absolutely not Vikings got dominated However, the great quarterbacks make some throws that day that, guess what, probably keep you closer. Mm-hmm. And so Kirk is the type of guy, it's very hard to say, Kirk, this is all your fault, and you aren't good enough to do X, Y, or Z, and therefore you're gone. You can't say that. But can you watch that coach's film and see Stefan Diggs, 35 yards down the field, waving one arm, desperately saying, throw it to me, I can make the play? You absolutely can. And those are the type of things that Kirk has proven he can't do. And I don't think he's at an age where we're going to turn a corner and next year he's going to make those throws, which goes back to why I think Diggs has said, I want out of here. So can you blame Kirk for all the deficiencies of the Vikings right now? No, you can't. Can you want more than you think he's capable of giving you? I think the answer to that is absolutely yes. All right, so the Kirk Cousins conversation continues next. Vikings' chances to win a Super Bowl. It, are are they are they building a realistic blueprint to fulfill the goal that should be a Super Bowl? They've been around since the early 1960s. They have zero Super Bowls. I don't care about any other goal. I don't care about ten and six. I don't care about divisions. I just care about Super Bowls. At this point, was extending Kirk Cousins the right move? And what else should they be doing now that we know that some of these dominoes uh, uh, are starting to fall? Mackie and Jeb with Rami score north and the score north happened. By the way. Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad have been all over NFL free agency on scorenorth.com. Vikings news, you name it. Uh, you can also download the free Scorenorth app if you want Minnesota sports news pushed to your smartphone or if you just want to listen live or on demand to our shows here at Scorenorth. We'll come back with more Kirk. Phone lines are open, 651-646-8255. Uh, let's talk about Dale Tondrick here for a brief moment. Tondrick... Wealth management is here for you during periods like these of market uncertainty and uncertain times in the United States. Uh, It seems like every decade or so, something big happens and the market gets jolted. Not just like, you know, a bad day or 
of you know or a swing here briefly, but something fundamentally jolts the markets. And that's where we need experts. That's where we need people like Dale Tondrick, who spend literally every waking second of their day thinking about how to strategically plan for people's savings and retirements. There are moves you can make during times like these that could either cost or save you a lot of money. And Dale Tondrick is here to help you navigate those waters. You can go to his website. It's myinvestingcoach.com and start planning and preparing your playbook for retirement, or you can just call him and have a conversation. 952-401-1671. That's 952-401-1671. The Score North Spring Auction is underway with great items up for grabs on home improvement, family fun, hunting, lodging, and more. To view all the items and place your bid, visit scorenorth.com, keyword auction. Yeah, it's a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. All right, welcome back in. Mackie and Judd with Rami here. Score North, Score North app. And before we jump back into Kirk Cousins' contract extension discussion, we've got Dave St. Peter, Twins president, on the line. In fact, let's bring Dave in just for this breaking news from Governor uh, Tim Walls. Dave, are you there? Uh, yeah, I am. I guess. Thank you for joining us. We, we have a bunch of questions and just want to want to get your thoughts on what's happening in the world of sports and just in the world here. But um, but uh, an announcement here coming shortly. It sounds like at 530, Minnesota Governor Tim Walls will announce that all Minnesota bars and restaurants are to be closed for dine-in services. Only curbside pickup and delivery will be allowed. And this will take effect at 5 o'clock p.m. tomorrow. So again, uh, Minnesota Governor Tim Walls will have a press conference later on this hour, and he will announce that all Minnesota bars, not just in the Twin Cities, across the entire state, all bars and restaurants will be closed for dine-in services, only curbside pickup and delivery allowed. Um, and Dave, I mean, it feels like every hour there's a new update and there's a new advancement, and we're just in such uncharted territory here. And so just as a as a human and as an American and, and, a, and a Minnesotan, um, what have you been experiencing, and how have you been trying to process this over the past couple of weeks? Well, I mean, I think it's surreal. I think it's you know, uh, you know, none of us have ever been through anything like this. You know, we you, you put it through a lot of different filters. Everybody has their own personal, you know, family dynamic, uh, elderly parents, uh, people that you care about, and obviously that comes first. And and then when when you go beyond that. Uh, at least in my situation, I've got a lot of other people that work for our organization that I'm um, also concerned about. And, you know, so I think, you you know, organizationally, we've tried to just prioritize our people first and uh, really happy today. We were able to get a, a good chunk of those people back to Minnesota, um, to their homes. Uh, we, we chartered a plane out of Fort Myers this afternoon to get um, our, our front office, uh, a few players, a uh, number of other staff members to Minnesota and I feel better now that with them here. So um, we'll start to process all the other things as we go forward around baseball or return to play at the appropriate time. But that just has not been a priority over the last uh, 72 hours. Yeah, obviously bigger things than baseball at play here, Dave. But ultimately, we are baseball fans. We we talk about baseball partly for, for a living here, for what we do at Score North. And obviously, you have a passion for it. 
I saw today that it was pushed back at least the eight weeks that the CDC has recommended that that we have no gatherings larger than 50 people. Do you know, is there is there some sort of threshold in terms of what what we're measuring and when things can get back to normal? Has that been anything that's been discussed in the in the meetings, the conference calls that you've had with Major League Baseball? The answer to that question is no, it has not been discussed. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people who have their theories about those things, Rami, and certainly we, you know, we, we, we have a tendency even to speculate internally on what uh, a season could look like. You know, it's a huge difference for baseball on the front end of our season compared to the challenges that go into hockey and basketball on the back ends of their season. So, uh, I continue to be optimistic based on everything that I've been told that we will have a season. Um, how many games that'll uh, include uh, remains to be seen. What, what impact it could have on postseason that remains to be seen. Um, but we'll tackle all those issues at the appropriate time. I'm just there's just there's more questions than answers today, and I think it's going to be that way for a while. Hey Dave, how tough is this too? Just from as you said, these are uncharted territories. I mean, we've never been down here this path as far as as the business of baseball and sports um because september of 2001 was really tragic and really sad but you know at least back then there was a sense a week or so in of okay it's time to get back on the field it's time to give people something else to watch this is completely different how how weird from your standpoint and baseball standpoint is this to be involved in something where i think for the first time you literally have no answers yeah, I mean the the nine eleven comparison. I, I get it. Uh, certainly the the shock, the, the the human tragedy that 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 our country faced at that time was was dramatic, historic. Um, I think the difference, of course, is is that we could play baseball in Minnesota and not be faced with any type of a health crisis, right? Right. So, exactly. Um, there were there were other concerns at the time. You know, there was obviously a heavy security and other factors, but. It's a it's a different it's a different time and and you know I think in d- just the unknown of this and watching kind of all getting more educated on it over time has helped. I think sports has played an important role in bringing a new level of focus over the last four or five days. Uh, the lack of sports, but clearly uh, additional focus is required, and it's probably going to uh, require all of us to hunker down uh, on a deeper level. Uh, in order to allow the authorities to kind of get a control of this thing. Dave St. Peter, so you know what. Can you take us just back a couple of weeks? Like, how, what was the planning process like? And what was it like as new developments? And you, know, you saw that the NBA shut its league down. When you guys are having discussions, can you give us an idea of just the nature and the speed at which you were forced to pivot and make decisions over the past couple of weeks? What is it like being behind yeah. the scenes? <laughs> well, it, uh, boy, you know, it's, it, it feels like two years ago, uh, Phil, when we were having dialogue about different scenarios. And you may recall baseball was actually more focused on trying to find a way to play games at neutral sites or with fans still, not necessarily playing in front of, um, you know, closed doors, uh, like the NBA and, and the NHL were talking about at the time. So we were going through a lot of scenarios around where those games maybe could be played, whether they'd be in Minnesota, whether they'd be at Fort Myers, uh, what did our first road trip look like? Probably maybe going to to play the A's and the Mariners in uh, uh, in, in in Arizona. There was some discussion about playing the A's in Las Vegas, 
which uh, we had concerns about for all kinds of other reasons. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it, it just, you know, obviously that didn't happen. And uh, it's a good thing it didn't happen in the sense that I think, you know, we are doing exactly what we need to do as, as an industry and as a sport is, 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 you know, try to avoid bringing people together. And uh, um, that's just the reality of our situation. Twins President Dave St. Peter, our guest here on Mackey and Judd with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. I saw reports as as recently as uh, as yesterday over the weekend, Dave, that Major League Baseball was going to do everything that it could to still play a full 162-game schedule. To your knowledge, was today's announcement that at least an eight-week delay between now and the start of the season, was that a death knell in any hopes of a 162-game season? Yeah, I mean, realistically, Rami, it's becoming increasingly more apparent that's going to be a really big challenge. And I don't know what happens with the eight-week recommendation. Does the CDC ever change that in the future to six weeks? You know, who knows whether it comes right. back. I'm not necessarily counting on that. But, uh, you know, I think that what I think what fans need to understand is I think baseball will look at a variety of different options around trying to play as many games as possible. So, you know, that could lead to some really non-traditional things. It could lead to adding regular season games at the end of the current regular season. Uh, we could play a couple weeks into October in regular season. Uh, there's been discussions of a neutral site uh, World Series or maybe moving more of the postseason to neutral site locations. Those are big ideas that have been kicked around for years, but this might be a year where we actually test some of these things. Um, you also could get into a season where you play a multitude of doubleheaders. Um, there will be a push to play as many games as possible, not only because, you know, I think there's a desire, obviously, to recoup those revenues, but the, from a player perspective, there will be a desire to ensure that they are getting paid at the, at the fullest rate possible. So both sides will be incented to figure out a way to play as many games as you can uh, so long as it makes sense. David, just don't tell my partner, please, that there might be indoor baseball games in, like, December, because R- Rami will, will be on a full rampage then to put a roof on everything. <laughs> well, what if those games are in Milwaukee, though, Rami? You might like that. Uh, I might make the trip. Actually, I probably would No, he would, would like trip. it. That's my point, Dave. Sure. Don't, don't allow that to happen. Use your authority uh, to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, well, at this point, it's just reckless speculation, which you guys are really good at. But, 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 reckless speculation. What else are we going to do with our time these days? But no, those are those are all just ideas being kicked around, and you know, it's all going to require some form of you know agreement between the players' association and, and, and Major League Baseball, and those are the discussions that are going on as we speak. Hey, and just last thing, and pardon my ignorance, we're just we, the bullets are flying, and we're. And if I haven't. If if it's my fault for not having seen this, do you guys have plans in terms of you know part time employees and stadium employees? Have you announced anything in the past couple of days, or what's 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 the twin stance yeah. on that? Yeah, well, Phil, you got to remember on baseball, we haven't lost a game yet. Our first home game was going to be April second. Sure. So you know, as, you know, with all due respect, I think we have a little bit of time to assess this. I fully expect we will work to develop a plan that will provide some level of uh, relief for those workers that are going to be impacted around the around this uh, turn of events. So uh, I would look for news on that in the in the days to come. But uh, you know, it's it's a little less pressing for us only because. You know, again, we we weren't supposed to play a home game until April second. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, and thanks for sharing your insight and your expertise. And you know, sports obviously sort of a distant second to a lot of things, but that's 
That's why we're here at Score North, just because people are coming to us wanting to be entertained and uh, just want to want to get a break from the news cycle. So thanks for coming on and being a part of that today, Dave St. Peter. Well, we we appreciate you guys, and any time we have news to, to update you on, uh, we'll be happy to share it. Thanks, Dave. Awesome. All right, that is Twins right, President Dave St. Peter joining the show here. And if you if you missed it off the top of the segment there, there's going to be a press conference a little bit later on. It sounds like even sometime this hour, Minnesota Governor Tim Walls will announce that uh, all Minnesota bars and restaurants will be closed as of 5 o'clock tomorrow night for dine-in services. Mm-hmm. Now, curbside pickup and delivery will still be allowed, but dine-in services will be off-limits starting at 5 o'clock tomorrow night due to concern, uh, obviously, about coronavirus and about concern about St. Patrick's Day crowds, too. So uh, that's, I mean... We saw the announcement today that Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry is, was going to shut down dine-in services for Minneapolis restaurants and bars at noon tomorrow. So this has been a thing that's in San Francisco and New York and these big cities around the country. It makes perfect sense. These steps. But, you know, just before we get back into Vikings discussion, Kirk Cousins, it is pretty amazing how you look back, and Dave St. Peter kind of alluded to it, you look back at some of the discussions we were having a week ago, a week ago about, man, they're going to play NBA games inside empty arenas. Yep. Right? And and now a week later, we're we're on the verge of a full-scale countrywide shutdown like the news we saw out of Italy a week ago and said, oh, my gosh, can you believe Italy? 60 million people essentially just quarantined into their homes? Well, that's what's happening. That's what's happening right here. A, a week ago, I was in a Twins clubhouse in Florida, it was that that was last day. The clubhouses in baseball were open, uh, and I remember. I think it was the three of us had the conversation. I want to say it was last Wednesday about boy, it's weird that there's still full baseball stadiums for spring training games, right? Yeah. And you think about where we were from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday to now. And Dave's right. It feels like ten years ago. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. So if, if any other news nuggets come out, we will keep you guys posted. We thank you for listening to Score North, to Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Uh, the Score North app is a great resource if you want to download it. If you're spending a lot more time at home, you can download the Score North app. You can listen to us on Alexa. If you just say, Alexa, open Score North. But all kinds of Vikings news coming down today. We'll keep it right here, uh, including some little news like C.J. Ham signing a four-year contract extension. Britton Colquitt, three years, $9 million, $5 million guaranteed. Franchise tag on Anthony Harris is pretty big news. Stefan Diggs sending cryptic tweets. But Kirk Cousins, <laughs> two years, $66 million with $61 million guaranteed up front. So my question to you guys about that, the Vikings have been playing football since the early 1960s. They've never won a Super Bowl. They are one of the most successful franchises in American sports history to never have won their major championship. They are very regularly in the hunt 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 9 and 7, and very sparingly disastrous. Like you can count on one hand, basically, the amount of disaster seasons the Vikings have had in their history. Is Kirk Cousins, as the most influential person on this roster, he's a quarterback, he makes more money than anybody else, is he helping your chances to win a Super Bowl or hurting your chances to win a Super Bowl based on how much money he makes and his? performance relative to other top quarterbacks. Rami? I think if you're going to get 15% or more of your team's salary cap, and by the way, his number was at about 16% before the restructure, and I don't know that we have all the details or how much his cap hit is for this coming season, 
But as long as he's under that 15%, I, I, I think I can honestly say Kirk Cousins doesn't hurt your chances of winning a Super Bowl. Once you get into that 15, 16% range that a guy is eating into his salary cap, you got to be a really damn good quarterback. I mean, you got to be one of the elite three or five quarterbacks in this league. Uh, and I don't think he's there. So he was probably hurting your chances as far as 2020 goes. He was probably hurting your chances before the restructure. I don't think he's hurting your chances now. Is he doing a lot to help your chances? More than probably two-thirds of the quarterback in this league. It's a loaded question because of this. It's a gotcha question is what it is. Yeah, if Mackie I knew and the... his gotcha questions. Well, and, if we knew... and then they'll make an audiogram out of it and make you and me look That's like idiots, Judd. Oh, I don't goal. care about yeah. that. That's exactly. fine. That's fine. The people are going to just read the caption out exactly. and not actually listen to it. Cousins win your Super Bowl. No. Uh, no, but I <laughs> it's a loaded question because I don't I don't have the alternative answer to the question. And I will go back and always say this. The Vikings made a calculated and I think ultimately uh, decent gamble in pivoting from Keenum to Cousins. I will always say that if you gave me my choice and said, do you think Keenum in 2018 can run this thing back? I would have said, no, you're crazy. It was a one-year magical carpet ride. Um, do I think that if the Vikings could better identify quarterbacks and solve that position? And in some ways, I think they thought they did with Teddy, and then his leg, his knee exploded. But do I think Kirk Cousins is gets you closer to a Super Bowl? No, I don't. Do I think he gets you closer to being what we consider to be classic Vikings, which is you might have one great year and ordinarily you're going to be good? Yes. he's He in some ways is the classic Viking quarterback because I don't think he's going to be awful and I don't think he's going to be the quarterback, at least not right now at his age, for a team that wins four or five games. But if we're talking about an expansion franchise in 1961, and your question, Phil, is do I see this as being the step to a Super Bowl championship? My answer is most definitely not. I don't. But I still don't think he's a disaster, and I don't think he's terrible. I I, I just think this is what's tough. This is what's tough. See, even you admit you ask a lot of questions. Listen, right, right. See? my answer is I think he hurts your chances because of his contract. I think he does. I think he hurts your chances to win a Super Bowl because of his contract because I don't think he's good enough to make that much money relative to the salary cap unless you are perfect in the draft. And unless but you're... isn't that isn't that a year-to-year question, really? Because yeah, his, Sure, the circumstances can be different year-to-year. How much year. of the salary sure. cap he's going to eat up, is it changes from year-to-year, year, and we don't even know what... what could it, per- but could it, go, could it go down? I mean, based on economy? It and- probably won't go down, but it, it very well, could, it very well could, could stay about the same because the salary it cap did. tends to go up every year in the NFL. It went down from last year, yeah, right? Well, it's, it was it's, supposed to be 200, it's 198 yeah, or something. Yes, exactly. But like, I don't know if it's ever going to be 150. I mean, do, but, do, do, but do we think that this guy... Given the parameters of this team can win a Super Bowl, my answer is a very simple no. I don't. Now, that doesn't mean you couldn't get hot and go on some weird run. Weird things happen. But I think what we saw from the Saints game to the Niners game is very much this team and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, listen, to me, they have guaranteed that they they aren't going to be a disaster unless a bunch of things go wrong. Like if they get a bunch of injured players or something, I mean, could yes, could they could, could they go... Three and thirteen, or something. If they if they lose ten key players to injury, of course, Kirk Cousins at least gives you stability. I think I think the Vikings and I think some fans put way too much stock into what they think they might be losing, as opposed to what you might gain if you go into the unknown. 
this, to me, and we can we can dissect this you know the rest of the week too. I think this means that they're not going to draft a quarterback one of their first uh, first or second round picks. I mean, it's, it's pretty much locked and loaded now. Like they're not going to draft. They're certainly not going to draft someone in the first round after they just signed Cousins to a two year contract extension. So I just think they'd be in a better spot if they had more money to spend on the rest of the roster and identified a potentially higher upside quarterback in the draft that might even be able to get them to the playoffs you, in his rookie season. Are you confident they can do that though if they don't if they didn't go up to let's say 4 or 5? Are you confident that they can identify that quarterback? I actually think I mean I actually think Jalen Hurts has a chance if he if he doesn't get thrown in right away in week 1. I think with his mobility and the fact that he got better in terms of completion percentage and accuracy last year, I, I think he could be a guy that does that for $5 million. And I'm Less with, than that. And I'm with you, but I don't think that the current administration who is in charge of this team feels like they have enough time to do what you just said, which is develop him. So you're saying if Rick Spielman were to get a three-year contract extension, it would... I'm saying yes, potentially it, make him more likely to say, "All right, cool. We'll bring, we'll incubate a quarterback." I'm here. saying if you knew the pressure was dialed down, but I'm, but I'm also not saying that's the right move. I just think that the the price of poker that we know right now in Egan makes it paramount that these guys come back in 2020 and be very competitive and good. And the real question then is, okay, if you get to the playoffs and win one game again. Does that save you? Where do the Wilfs perceive that this team should be at? And what were they told as far as the day that Cousins was signed of this is just yeah. the final piece? I, mean, I don't know. Well, let me let me just ask this question just flat out since we brought up Jalen Hurts' name, all right? Would you rather have Kirk Cousins on essentially for three more guaranteed years at top dollar for a quarterback? Would you rather have Kirk Cousins for the next three years or... Let's say I could guarantee that Jalen Hurts is going to be there in the second round for you. I don't know if he is, but I can. But I'll guarantee it for the purposes of this discussion. Rami, would you rather have Jalen Hurts for a lot less money for the next four to five years, or would you rather have Kirk Cousins for like thirty million dollars a year for the next three years? And I'm trying to win now. I'm not even. Right? I'm not even going to put that parameter on it. See, but what I would think, you I, think have? I have to know what what the goal is. I think I have to know what. Let's say you're, no. you're trying to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. I got to take Kirk Cousins. He's the known. But boy, you get that. If I had, if if I was GM of the Vikings and the Wolves came to me today and said, "We're going to give you four years," and I said, "Okay, I am trying to find a guy like Hertz based on this, the salary cap control." Because now our contracts run pretty much concurrently, and I've got control. I think the problem is there's so few QBs, and they exist. What are there? Guys, probably five, who deserve to be paid out of this world, and you figure out the rest. The rest of them are investments that make you so strapped that it becomes a huge problem. I think if I had the security of four years or so, I'm going young Young QB, not based on the fact I think that guy's great, but based on the fact if he does turn out, I've got essentially a rent-controlled quarterback. Yeah, and I hear, I guess, and, and when I hear Rami say, uh, well, "Well, Kirk Cousins is the known commodity," he is a known commodity, but he's not—he's certainly not Tom Brady or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers known. Like, if I know that I've got a Hall of Fame caliber guy that has absolute Super Bowl cred, of course I'm not going to get rid of that guy. If I've got something less than that. And the price doesn't make sense for me to fill out the rest of my roster. I just like that. That makes me a little uneasy. 651-646-8255. Joe in Duluth. You're on with Mackie and Judd and Rami. What's going on, guys? Crazy day. 
So I want I want to touch on three things. Obviously, first thing happened today is the Kirk extension, and my thoughts on that. Obviously, I think it's become pretty clear throughout you know the last month or so that they wanted to do this. And I'm not a huge Kirk guy. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. I don't know if he can get you over the hump. And I've been looking into the draft free agency, and I just don't know what the better option is right now. So I think this option of this extension with these numbers actually makes sense. And this is coming not from a Kirk guy because, you know, you got the extra 10 mil this year. Next year, I think that 30, 31, whatever it is, guaranteed, isn't going to look as bad with the new CBA and, you know, all these new deals getting done, Dak, Mahomes, etc. And then after that, it looks pretty simple to move off on. So I think this year, you have some wiggle room. Next year, you start looking for QBs to draft. I'm not sold on any of the mid-round guys. I'm a Tua guy. Obviously, that's a pipe dream. But the mid-round guys hurts from, I just don't know if they, at the end of the day, are better than, than uh, Kirk. So I think this gives you a chance to, you know, get better around him this year because I think we all agree on this on this last deal he was on, um, he's not going to win a Super Bowl because he's just not good enough to make up the roster deficiencies that come with the quarterback on that kind of deal. So... You know, you got a little more wiggle room this year, and then next year, a more um, loaded quarterback draft class. I think that that's when you look to draft your QB, uh, groom him for a year, and then look to move off of Kirk. Uh, it's good that the no trade clause was waived. So I'm fine with the extension. Um, again, not a huge Kirk guy, but given the circumstances. Right on. That's Joe and Duluth, man. Thank you. Thank you for calling the show. I mean, it really comes down to this. I, I always look at NFL rosters, if you could oversimplify. The passing game to defense ratio. Like if you have, if you have a great passing game and you can move the ball up and down. Think Peyton Manning with the Colts and think Tom Brady at various points with the Patriots. Right, in the Rams in 1999. Viking. Like if you can move the ball up and down, your defense doesn't have to be quite as locked down. Mm-hmm. But if you can't really pass the ball, your defense has to be amazing. Think Ravens in 2000. Think uh, 49ers last year. Right, even right. though they had a pretty good passing game. Do we think the Vikings passing game is good enough to win a Super Bowl if the defense isn't top 10? No. No. Do we think the Vikings defense is good enough to win a Super Bowl if the Vikings passing game is meh? No. No. But that's that's well, what I'm saying. I, like they're I just think, kind of middle of the road. Gentlemen, I think that you might have to what Phil just said, I think that you might have a formula to be really successful in 2002. I think there's a chance that you could make a run in 2002. So we need a DeLorean, is what you're but saying. But we need to go back in time. We need some. Uh, we need so is it plutonium? Plutonium, yeah. Is that what makes the DeLorean well, run? Yeah. And and if they go through with with this plan, and let's say there's no trades made, there's no contract extension, and you have Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith, who are really good at what they do, side by side at that price for safeties, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, let's just talk about. Let's not talk about. The players, because the players are good. I'd, I won't debate that for one second. But let's talk about 2020, a buzzword that I'm sure is popular and should be, positional values, right? Positional values. Aren't safeties sort of like first basemen are considered? Like a little bit more, not that there's not stud safeties in first baseman, but you can Absolutely. find them more easily than you can yes. find it. Sure. And, and Harrison Smith's you a can, stud. You can convert other positions to them. Correct. Yeah. And Harrison Smith's a stud. I'm not, but do you really want to be taking up approximately 20 some odd million dollars of cap room in 2020 
on two guys who played that position. Yeah. I don't understand that one. That's why, like, when people complained about Joe Maurer's salary, now this is before Joe went to first base, but when Joe Maurer was hitting 320 and getting on base at a 400 clip as a catcher, and people were like, well, he doesn't hit home runs. Okay, but he's one of the best offensive catchers at a really hard spot to find that. That's why you know, it's supply and demand. There's, like, five good offensive catchers. That's why Joe Maurer makes a lot of money. You have that guy, and your lineup's automatically better because – you're putting a guy who actually can hit, and they're putting Henry Blanco in, right? Um, so that I mean, that's why you pay left tackles. That's why you pay centers. That's why you pay quarterbacks. Let's come back and talk more about this Anthony Harris thing. Are they really like what Judge just said? Are they are they really thinking about paying like twenty two million dollars to two safeties when they're already paying thirty million dollars to two wide receivers? Mackey and Jub with Rami score north, score north app. And we are following along the coronavirus news with all of you, but uh, you're you're here to be entertained, and you want to talk football with us, so we got your back. The Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to a two-year contract extension. Uh, Stefan Diggs is sending out cryptic tweets, and so we are at the Stefan Diggs cryptic tweet alert desk. And Governor Tim Walls on the coronavirus front is going to have a press conference sometime soon, and he's going to announce that all Minnesota bars and restaurants will be shut down in terms of dining in service starting tomorrow at 5 o'clock. So starting tomorrow at 5 o'clock, you will not be able to dine in at Minnesota restaurants. You will be able to get takeout service, and you will be able to get uh, delivery service. Also, according to KSTP's Tom Hauser from our uh, 5 Eyewitness News news department downstairs, Tim Walls also has ordered the temporary closure of health clubs, theaters, museums, and more. So no bars, no restaurants. This is starting tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Temporary closure of health clubs, theaters, museums, and more. So we're close to lockdown here, basically. Does that include the fitness room in my apartment building? Because I've been still going there. I don't know if I should or not, but... Look at you, Bragan, that, Bragan that you Why work are, out. You're taking a chance. Again. Got to throw those Jonathan, big weights, Judd. I don't understand Got to throw those sometimes. big weights, man. But, Rami, you're the most... I because mean, I God ha- bless you, but... You know what? Rami's a germaphobe fraud. No, I'm not. He's but, a fraud. No, I have, I have, yeah. I, I have many, yeah. I have many things. I'm a mess. Okay, and one of the other neuroses I have is I, I refuse to let myself get fat again. So now my choices are: do I give in to the germophobia, or do I give in to my fear of being fat and obese and 300 plus pounds you know, again? You can just work out inside your own apartment, I, Jonathan. Right? You think I, you think I own weights that big, you man? Need you think I weights. own weights that big? Get the big clothes back out. Just get those big clothes back out, Rami. I hope you saved them. I'm a tortured soul, okay, man? It's a lose-lose for me here. If you've got some uh, YouTube workout videos that you can recommend for Rami, I just have tweeted, At I Rami have is tweeting. There's some, there's some great stuff. Who's that guy, that Jalad guy that used to be on ESPN2 every morning? I can't even work years. out now. You guys I can't that even guy? go work out in my no own building. Who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Jalad. Yeah. yeah he, sure. ES, ESPN2 from my funny. Guy. I get why I can't go Google to a gym. Google it, Gilad. It's G-I-L-A-D or something. I get why I can't go to a gym, but I can't work out in my own building? I think you can. Listen, man, you're going to gain like 60 or 70 pounds in the no. next few months. No, I can't Just let that happen, man. Gain the weight, man. I can't I let that happen. No, you, you have no idea what I went through to lose all that weight. <laughs> Screw all that. I'll get corona. I'm not gaining all that weight, back. Well, we can't forget, too, to wish listeners this hour, who maybe didn't hear it last hour, a happy Stone Cold Steve Austin 316 day. Jabroni, 
me, you come out here and you make your idol threats like you're the great one, but obviously you're not. So The Rock says, you take that truck and drive it right back down. No, you're on Boulevard. You drive it right hey. back to what? Jabroni Drive and you check your candy. moment ever. That was probably the greatest Stone Cold moment in history. Uh, that was Stone Cold driving a, I believe it was a Coors Light beer truck yes. down the aisle and spraying all of his adversaries with a giant beer hose. Mackie, I might need that WWE Network login from you, man, during oh, these, during these trying times, just to go back and watch some of the classics. I told my wife, we're going to be locked in. we got to go through the Attitude Era so she can really experience why I love wrestling so much. It doesn't look like he's going to run over it. Wait a minute! Oh, my God, I don't believe this. You can't do that! I do not believe this, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. McMahon! Uh, Mr. McMahon! That's one of the Corvettes in Mr. McMahon's collection. That's a $50,000 car! That is right there, gentlemen. <laughs> art. That's art right there. That's he filled, he filled his boss's car with cement because he was mad at him. Amazing. Glorious. Amazing. Mr. McMahon. There's and so many, many more I didn't choose from. Before. Has there ever been a better announcer team in any sport than JR and Jerry the King Lawler? No. No. Romo? There hasn't. Nope. Nope. I'll take JR and the King over Listen, him. I'm, I'm going to play this clip again. Every time. This is from the end of WrestleMania 14, okay? Mm-hmm. You think about the way. The Jim Ross called this championship match ending. And this is the new bar for all of our local play-by-play. So Anthony LaPanta, <laughs> Dick Bramer. Stop. Anyone who's listening. Dave Benz. he's right. Okay. Austin going for the stunner. And Michael's counter. Michael's going for another tip. Austin. He got it. The stunner. Mike Tyson in. Miguel Sano! Miguel Sano! Miguel Sano! Just rounding the bases. I love this it, Single man. up the middle in the second <laughs> inning. I'm not even kidding. I really think that might be the best announcer team that's ever been in a booth. I don't, I don't, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. I'm sorry. Who's in the background then? Blylevin or, or Morneau? Yeah, we need uh, We, like, need, who's we the, need Morneau to ramp up the high-pitched just, enthusiasm. Oh, my God! Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Justin, come here a second. What's up? I'd like to talk to you about your work. Yeah, what? We need you to ramp up the enthusiasm and, oh, no! the, and the octaves. Oh, off the wall! Amazing, amazing. So happy 316 Day to, to you guys here. On behalf of Mackie and Judd with Rami, we're going to come back. We're going to wrap with Royce, and we'll keep you posted on any other developments coronavirus-related the biggest news, and this is probably the biggest news of, I mean, every day we have like five loads of new news, and life has changed a lot in the last week, but Governor Tim Walls is shutting down all Minnesota bars and restaurants for dine-in service, 
health clubs, theaters, museums, and anywhere where basically people can gather. Mackie and Jeb with Rami here on Score North and the Score North app. Federated Mutual Insurance Company has been around in the state of Minnesota helping business owners since the early 1900s down in Owatonna, Minnesota. And Federated is also one of the top places to work in the Twin Cities. It was named a top 150 workplace by the Star Tribune for the second year in a row just a few weeks ago. Uh, also, Jeff Fetters, named top CEO for large companies in Minnesota. Federated takes that culture, and they also take their charitable spirit, in which they've raised over $35 million for Big Brothers Big Sisters over the past 15 years, and they apply all of those things to your business. All of that commitment, all of that dedication. Uh, like I said, if if you're a business owner, it, it can be difficult, especially during times like these, for instance. You pour your life and energy into a business. The last thing you want is for something bad to happen that puts you on the defense. It just helps and gives you peace of mind to have a company like Federated standing behind you. Federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of industries Federated protects. And remember, Federated, it's their business to protect yours. Jonathan here with the Score North download. If you're set to spend more time at home than in your car over the next several days, you can still listen to Score North three different ways. The free Score North mobile app on your phone or tablet, scorenorth.com, or just by saying Alexa, open Score North over at scorenorth.com. Right now you can get all of the reaction that you could ever want about the Vikings moves they've made today. Kirk Cousins, new deal. Kirk, uh, Matthew Collar has his reaction to that. Matthew Collar also has a reaction to the Vikings franchise tagging Anthony Harris as well as giving C.J. Hamm a new deal. Judd Zolgad's got his reactions to Stefan Diggs' new tweets. Again, that's over at scorenorth.com. All of it free for your consumption. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. All right, thank you. We'll get Royce on the horn here in just a second. But here is, let me pull this up here, Rami and Judd. This is a full list okay. of everything Governor Tim Walls. I'm just going to click on this on air, on air, on the fly here. Uh, this is a full list of all businesses affected by Tim Walls' shutdown, basically. So starting at 5 o'clock tomorrow, I'm just going to read this. This is all coming in as we speak. Delivery, so as of 5 o'clock tomorrow, delivery and curbside takeout services are permitted from restaurants, but no dine-in services. Um, restaurants, food courts, cafes, coffee houses, other places of public accommodation offering food or beverage. All of these places are affected. Bars, taverns, brew pubs, breweries, you name it. Uh, theaters, cinemas, museums, and other indoor and outdoor performance venues. Gymnasiums, fitness centers, recreation centers, indoor sports facilities, indoor exercise facilities, exercise studios, spas, amusement parks, arcades, bingo halls, bowling alleys, etc., etc., facilities of country clubs, golf clubs, basically anywhere people would congregate will be closed for in-house gathering starting tomorrow at 5 o'clock. I mean, that's... The other way to classify this would be just a complete shutdown yep. of the state of Minnesota yep. starting at 5 o'clock tomorrow. And you know what? It's the right move. It's the right move. I think in the end, gentlemen, if we look back and say, boy, well, this wasn't as bad as people thought. Maybe we overreacted. It'll be because we overreacted that it won't be so bad is what a lot of smart people are saying. Smarter than us. Certainly. Yeah, I hope we get to a point where those people feel like they're vindicated and can say sure. we overreacted. For sure. For sure. Let's bring in uh, Patrick Royce here. So, Pat, you can't you can't go to any amusement parks or uh, any of your favorite <laughs> taverns from the 70s as of 5 o'clock tomorrow. 
Minnesota is being shut down, baby. So uh, we can't go to the bars? No, no. No, no Tim, Tim Walls has just, as of 5 o'clock tomorrow, has essentially shut all places of public gathering down in the state of Minnesota. So you can't bars and restaurants? On, only curbside pickup and delivery from restaurants. Okay, so he's taking the New York and the whole mm-hmm. other approach. Well, yep. but bar, I got great news from Barley's today. They're, uh, they're, they're, they want the seven to eight hour, their first hour, they change their hours to seven to nine for the elderly and the infirmed. I'm elderly. I'll be there. <laughs> you fucks. Stay out of there. Let me get to the toilet paper that got stocked overnight before you animals come in there. All right. How much do so how much if, do- if you guys want to call me up and have me buy stuff for you? I'll, uh, for a premium charge, I'll do yeah, that. That's what yeah, what, yeah, what's your, what's your skim off the top if we want some toilet paper? Oh, oh there's going to be a skim. There's no doubt. Of, and if I find a hand, hand sanitizer while I'm in there, I'll get rich. I'll put it down. I said, I'm going to be at a street corner offering squirts for three bucks when people come, although nobody will be coming by anymore. So, um, <laughs> And I guess, uh, I don't know. I see this says two months for sure. Well, that's, uh, they took the CDC's advice, advisability on. So yeah. that's the policy. We won't have a game till June 1 for sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, Pat, on the, on the, but so. Meanwhile, as I told you today, the NFL just was yes. long, as if they needed more of a boost to be the number one. Sports in America, they now have no competition. Yeah, the NFL just said, "All right, it's great. We got coronavirus breaking news. Uh, well, uh, Tom Brady speculation. Kirk, Cous- <laughs> yeah, Kirk Cousins' right, contract yeah. extension. Yeah, unbelievable. What do you think? What do you think uh, of the? What do you think of the Kirk extension? Two years, sixty-six million, sixty-one guaranteed. It is interesting. They must not think he's the problem. Uh, they, they must think he's the answer. So, uh, you know what? I I think you can win with him. I I don't you know, I'm not you can't win with him if you don't protect him, but if you, if you can protect him, you can win with him, I think. He's a very accurate thrower. He just doesn't like to get hurried from the, from the backside, so uh or the front side for that matter. So uh I think you can win with him. I, I don't think there's a better alternative for them to uh and plus they they wanted that ten million dollars uh, yes. cap relief too, so that gave them that too. So I, I'm not as down on him as a lot of people, but it certainly will help uh, the uh, conversation that's got to take place here the next couple of months. A lot of Kirk conversation because I don't think the public supports this. Do they? They didn't want him around anymore. I don't think. I don't think the public supported him sticking around at a higher price, and I'm a, and it is a slightly higher price. A, Bit of a raise on what he was making before the deal. Did, hey, you, did you see hey, the? Oh, Robbie, sorry. Go ahead, when, Pat. When, when Ryan Tannehill gets twenty nine million, he looks like a bargain, doesn't he? How can you give this to Ryan Tannehill after two months? Highest QB you know, rating was, in the league last year, Pat. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But for a two, but when did he take over? Uh, I think week five, late October. Yeah, week five, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I would not give him twenty nine million. I'd give his wife twenty nine million. I wouldn't give him twenty nine. So. Pat, have <laughs> you seen the latest <laughs> ominous? What does that even mean? 
What have you seen his wife? No, I know what it means, but right. like, <laughs> No, I mean, what the hell? What does he do? How could you give him that kind of money? I I said, you know, when there was a market for him, I thought, oh hell, somebody would probably give him fifteen million. Twenty nine million. What the hell? Unbelievable. It's the market for a quarterback. Have you seen the latest Stefan Diggs ominous tweet, Pat? What is Yes, so uh, the fact that it comes on the heels of Church's uh, uh, extension doesn't, the timing seems impeccable, doesn't it? It does seem like those two might be connected. He said, uh, it's time for a new beginning, and then somebody said, this is just Stefan Diggs' typical diva behavior, and he said, nah, this ain't one of them times, champ. Something is going to happen. <laughs> I love the term champ, by the way. So condescending. Okay, you get Trent Williams. You get a draft choice, and you give them a lower draft choice than Stephon Dix, right? Take, make the trade. Get the left tackle and uh, and let them have uh, Stephon Diggs. And wide receivers are a hell of a lot easier to find. There's a million of them out there. Hell, the, the BB or BZ or whatever his name is can play and catch 80 balls for you if you run the offense right. So uh, I, would, uh, I would let him I would let him go. He's a why do you want him to be a pain in the ass every time he doesn't catch four passes some week? Yeah, it is. It is kind of funny too that we sit here. I'm, I'm with you, and when you frame it that way, and that boy, like you can't, you, you can't let him go because this, and like, look how hard you, you don't just find guys like Stefan Diggs. Well, the Vikings literally found two guys like Stefan Diggs, one in the fifth <laughs> round and one undrafted. And uh, there's, there's got to be somebody else out there like the two of them that you can find in the next couple of years too. I would, I would assume. Yeah, there's, I, I just think that that's you know the, there's you know there's Randy Moss and there's about eight other um, eight other ones that were irreplaceable and the rest of them are replaceable. I I I think the rest of them are replaceable. So I mean, there's some that that's why when uh, they get a third, I'd rather give a thirty year old running back all kinds of money than a thirty five if he's great than a thirty five year old receiver. Not because they get worse, but just because they're so easy to replace. They just might pay Cook, Patrick. He's not 30, but I think he's the next in line if they can do it to get paid. Yeah, now what? He's got a year left, though, right? But yeah, but he's going to hold out if he doesn't if, get a new contract. If he, if he, yeah, that's right. If, he won't if show. The, if he gets into the, uh, you know, that last year, yep. you, can, uh, you can bet if he gets a bad knee or a little tweak, he's not going to be playing. So I don't know. If I'm a high-paid football player after these idiot if after my idiot brother had approved this uh new deal i would if i got a toenail hurting me i'm not playing uh next year i'm what do you mean? it's a great step. cba what are you talking about players oh, did great God, for okay. themselves morris smith yeah well, what a beauty he is he might be one of the biggest idiots that's ever in the union in the history of man you got them where they want them. They want 17 games, and you get nothing for it. Nothing. Yeah. They had, as I said to Judd earlier today, before their last agreement, they were getting 57%, right? Now they're down to, now they're going to let them get all the way back to 48 and a half if they play 17 games. There's a leader there. Well, if you need him, Patrick Royce will be uh, waiting for the doors to open at Lunds Byerly's tomorrow. we got to run. <laughs> Great stuff, Pat. Pat, we'll See catch ya. you on, on Wednesday, all right? 
Yeah, All right, that is uh, that's wrapping with Royce, powered by Josh Arnold Investments. You'll find Josh's market update here coming up in just a second. But uh, when we come back on Score North, it is the Score North Vikings free agency special. We'll get Matthew Collar in here, and we'll talk about all the Vikings news that came down today, Judd.